Hello everyone, welcome to the Whatever Podcast. I'm joined with Connor Williams as always and Christian Tree tonight. Hello. Oh, I'm back, I'm back. It's exciting. You sh- you're like the unofficial, uh, unofficial... Um, Third uh, host, you know? Uh, hey, yeah, co-co-host. Yeah, um, co-co-host. I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised Preston let me back. He was kind of mad at me last time I talked too much. Yeah. Well, I think that I don't think I'm going to have any issues with uh with um talking tonight with all the with my Wi-Fi and stuff. Last time it just kept going out. I don't know why. He uh he was just Sound good. So what happens when you live in the middle of nowhere, Preston? <laughs> I don't live in the middle of nowhere. I don't know, man. We get live- gig uh we get gig uh internet out here. Hmm. hmm. Get fiber. Yeah, I heard fiber is good for your diet. Yeah. (laughs) Helps you poop clean. Mm. Not just a lot, but it helps you poop cleaner. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Less wiping. Too much could stop you up, couldn't it? Uh, Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so, actually. (laughs) Well, hopefully you don't have too much fiber, Preston. (laughs) The crate's like a a grain cork in your ass. (laughs) Can't get anything out. (laughs) You won't be able to show this one to your your kids either chris i you know i was yeah i listened in to you guys last time i was like man i'm glad i listened in by myself um i would have i would have had to click it off after like two minutes into the last episode okay so let it me, was a let good me... one it was a good one but um yeah i'm glad i listened to it without my kids so let me let me let me help you out uh <clears throat> we are coming upon the two minute mark of the podcast and we are now child friendly um for at least the next few minutes before <laughs> one of us loses like forgets that um this this one is going to be played for some children so <laughs> and preston's child's right there in the room with him so this one should be pretty clean yeah. well let's hope well i mean she doesn't know anything yet so. oh yeah that's, that's <laughs> what you think Errol. that's what you think <laughs> she'll she... be saying them saying them tomorrow yeah first yeah. word <laughs> <clears throat> um so today's topic uh is kind of uh it touches on a couple different things about the uh, music industry um and we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll start off with some questions because questions lead us into uh some more meaningful discussion uh so chris uh you had some questions about uh about some of this stuff yeah i i hope the questions i asked kind of set us in a direction to head and i i think it will um I just wanted to ask you guys, because it's something that I've been thinking about and something that has impacted me my whole life. Um, I mean, whether I'm up, whether I'm down, it's always with me. Um, and I've, I can think back throughout my life of how it's kind of shaped me. Maybe I'll get to that at some point, but I wanted to ask you guys how, and, and I'll start with you, Connor, how has music shaped you? Well, music um i guess when i was younger music was like one of those things where um it it was kind of like something i just resonated with all the time you know it put me in a good mood uh, it was something i could like be sad to and it would like you know get me through whatever was going on and then i hit an age where music became like like everything and and quite frankly it still is it is is literally shaped my life and my career uh in like where I'm going. Uh, so music is like, it went from this emotional, um, this, this serotonin trigger to, uh, like 
my my entire life you know something i study something i love making and and breaking down and now <clears throat> music has changed for me so much i i have developed throughout these years of like engineering and going to school for audio engineering my ears are just like i can't listen to music and really just sit back and enjoy it i have to tell myself to just sit back and enjoy it um otherwise i'm breaking down the sounds breaking down like oh this was used here and that was used there and that kind of thing um so I don't know. Music is quite literally all over the spectrum for me. It's still a still a serotonin trigger, you know. Like, like there are a few songs that just really get my really get my blood going. Um, but mostly, it's like I don't know. It's a it's a job for me now. <laughs> so are there times? And I'm gonna ask you the same thing, Preston. But Connor, are there times where you have to just kick back with headphones on to whatever song it is? and just enjoy it because the stresses of life or, or school or whatever it is, you just have to get away from. Yeah. Um, for me, like when I'm sitting in my desk, I'm sitting in my room. This is, this is the place right now, at least, or for the last year under quarantine, this is where I've done a lot of my music and a lot of my, like, you know, breaking it down and mixing and stuff. So in my environment of my room, I find it really hard for me to just like, you know, de-stress you relax a little bit really like take all the weight off um and that kind of sucks because it's it's my house it's my bedroom um so driving around in my car and listening to music you know going home i live an hour away from my parents driving home there uh it's it's that that's my time that's my time to to really crank it and just relax that is a very good point and i found myself this week in that same situation i'm sitting in my room my office that has been my work office since march i've been working remotely other than maybe four or five days where i've actually gone to the office one of those days was last friday and i i've found myself in that very same scenario i can't come up here to relax really because when i come up here it's it's it, it's geared to work similar to like what you just described with school and, and study and, and you can't really relax in that atmosphere right now because it's been something different for the last nine months in my case. Um, and I had to go to a meeting last Friday and I was thinking about this before then, but this really drove it home when I was going to work the other morning for the first time in probably a month or month and a half to actually the location that I normally work from. And there had been some stresses on me over the last couple months. It's just, there was a lot going on in my life, uh, work-wise and, and everything else. And I felt the very same thing. I hadn't really enjoyed music or anything that really was entertainment that brought uh, a relief to that stress until Friday when I was driving to work. And I just felt like there was so much inside and a song I flipped on, which maybe we'll get to later uh, by an artist that I really like. Um, and maybe I, I'll get to share that here in a little while, but it just really impacted me in the way that music would impact me before that I hadn't experienced in quite some time. Preston, I'm going to ask you the same thing. How has music shaped you? Cause I feel it might be a little different for you. I, you know, I, with music, the thing that I always think about is it's segmenting parts of my life. Like certain songs, I like take me back to other points in my life. 
and you know music is a really good uh really good thing for that because you know music is an easy thing to always remember because like you could flip on a song you haven't heard in years and you could just recite everything in it if you know know it well enough but i think uh mostly music has impacted my life like you know like (laughs) always segmenting different parts of my life like i can like you know you know spotify how you have like your top songs of the year or whatever and i always find myself going back to those and listening and reminiscing on songs i listen to but also thinking about all the things that you know were part of like surrounded that and i think that uh you, you guys feel this like same way that it can does that I think so. And I was thinking about that too. How is it, and Connor, maybe this is, maybe this is something you can enlighten us on a little bit through some of your study or just your, your thoughts. How is that? Because like, I find it hard sometimes to remember and uh, just something that I heard today and try to recall it at a later time period or somebody that I met and they told me their name and (laughs) I just can't remember it or something that I've thought about and studied for some time and I haven't used it in a little while that I go back to and I'm rusty I can't remember it but you flip on a song that I heard when I was five years old or 10 years old or a teenager and I can recall every word. I can recall the lyrics. And if it's on, I can sing to it. What is that inside of us that does that? Well, so, you know, when, you know, when sorry, when, when Preston brought up the whole like Spotify thing, uh, it, it's a true reflection of yourself. Uh, it really is. And, and Preston, go ahead and go ahead and take the reins on, on this too. Oh, I'll let you uh, get on. I just wanted to put out my thoughts for a second. I think what really like has like music's like, the way it lives inside of us, it touches upon so many of our senses is why we can do that. You know, either the rhythm or the emotional connection we have to the song, the reason that we listen to it, the the memories we put with songs and the way it makes us feel. And, you know, it's it, it really just taps into a bunch of different senses that we have as humans. Yeah, I, I think like... You, you, yeah, you, you pretty much uh, said, said what I wanted to say there. Think of it like, you know, when someone says like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so, you, you think, okay, hello, so-and-so, and then you go and you do a million other things. That introduction only ever happens one time. You only know their name one time, especially if it's a very short-term meeting or like, you know, an acquaintance you might not come across in a few months. Um, you, you know, just because you had that introduction one time, if it's not a repetitive thing, you're never going to catch on to it. Not to mention you go off and you live your life and you do about a million other things. When you listen to music, unless you're listening to the radio and every single song that you listen to is different than the last, then you know, it would have the same thing as the one-time introduction. But the the way that we listen to music and the way that like Pandora started with the whole algorithm of like, oh, this is what you listen to. Here's what you like. Um, Spotify picked up on that and, and personalized it way more for every individual person. And then we think, oh, I like this song. I'm going to put it into a playlist and I'm going to introduce this song into a regular part of my life. You listen to it over and over and over and over and over again. And when, when I was saying that, like, you know, your music is a direct reflection of yourself. It, it mm-hmm. when Preston said it segments parts of your life, yeah, it does. Your the music you listen to 
in, in a very indirect way is you. So your 10 year old self listening to whatever, um, that song, like that is a direct reflection of, of your 10 year old self. You know, you, you liked it for a reason. Um, and your old self didn't have great taste. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you, but you can probably still listen to those songs and think, yeah, I know that. I know that really well. Sure. Absolutely. And, and I think, uh, you're both onto something and, and I hope I know we'll get to this because I do want to talk about at some point the evolution of how we listen to music, because Connor, you just mentioned algorithms and some of the platforms that we listen and consume music nowadays. But, but I totally get where you're coming from. Like you meet somebody or uh, you talk to somebody or in, in the other case that I mentioned, you can study something for so long too, but it doesn't grip you the way that music does like emotionally, like Preston, you mentioned. And I was, I was thinking of how has music changed our culture? I know we've talked even like the last time I was on with you guys, we talked about, just social media and our culture and all that stuff. But I also feel music has shaped our culture as well. But I think also partly we've kind of shaped music also as, as a human race. And, and I don't want to get into a lot of it, but as I was kind of thinking about some of this before we jumped on here, you know, you think about different segments of history just within the last 100 years you think of the Great Depression, you think of uh, the wars that we fought through, you think of um, slavery, and all of those have their own kind of tone of music associated to them. And and I was looking at, even with like slavery, um, and the, the songs and the, the music that was associated to those times, you can hear that in a lot of like the history that you you watch and in documentaries around it from early on uh reading about it in civil war but also leading up to the 1960s and and some of the music that shaped them during that culture and it it is something that is passed from generation to generation as well but i think it is because it does grip us emotionally because of some of the struggles that people go through and you associate yourself to whatever that that music is that you you kind of tie yourself into. And I know thinking just back through my short time here on Earth and the different kind of flavors of music, my my interest in music has changed over the years. Like Preston, you mentioned you had bad taste back then. I did, too. And probably everybody else will say the same thing. But you can recall those times and it takes you back to a place where it's like, man, that really stuck with me to the point of maybe not all of the lyrics I I can repeat, but there's a lot of them that kind of takes me back to that place that if that song's on, I'm remembering that time, I'm feeling that time. And what the strange thing of it is, I can remember the words that 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 artist spoke into me during that time. And I I find that so amazing because I'm one that has struggled in school and struggled to really, uh, if if I have something that I've got to learn, it takes a lot of effort for me to get that inside of me. Music has been, is different 
for me in that. And and maybe that's the same for everybody, but I feel like it, music attaches to us. Maybe it's, it's the emotional thing that we're talking about mm -hmm. here, but I feel like it's so different than having to put a, a strong effort towards something to remember and, and music makes that so easy. Yeah. So I actually, <clears throat> I used to, uh, study uh like african music um for for a couple of years uh it, it was just kind of something like like i started and then continued for a while because i thought oh this is kind of interesting because it plays into a lot of the music that i like um and and press and i think you you'll be able to find a pretty good segue off of this here too the uh so like south africa for example uh they are kind of like the main spot that I was really interested in because supposedly that is where uh, a lot of like punk music came from not necessarily you know the punk that we're used to or the punk that we've experienced over here but it, it's it's more or less a sense of protest music and it's still mm -hmm. very 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 emotional and in other parts of Africa they would use something uh, called a talking drum and they would use that as a means of communication um, and they would actually, they would squeeze, um, these strings around the sides of the drum to, to kind of make out words. It's really interesting. Um, if you listen to, uh, the soundtrack of Black Panther, um, in the theme, uh, there's like this, this little drum pattern, it's three hits and it climbs in pitch, um, every time it's the same, same thing. Every, every three hits is the exact same thing. And that is actually, uh, the, Af the African talking drum, um, saying the the word t'challa uh so the, the black panthers you know his his name um which, which is really interesting it's a really cool small detail in that but also it 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 feeds into the whole idea that like music has evolved so much in the way that we use it but still remains the same this this protest music came out of of, of africa and south africa and this music is a way to communicate to each other came from there as well and it kind of just didn't stop um, you know, it, it, over here we have plenty of protest music all around the place. Like my, my oh, yeah. favorite, my favorite protest type band, I, I would call them, um, is Rage Against the Machine. Um, they yeah. are such, they're such a heavy band with a lot of heavy meaning, but then there's a lot of like, uh, a lot of popular artists now who really just lay into stuff like that. You know, it, like every, every song doesn't have to be about partying or love or stuff like that a lot of it's about struggle and 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 speaking out against against uh things that aren't necessarily right in the world um and, and what's really interesting is that people respond differently to all of these and it's just a crazy emotional um reaction that n neither one of us can replicate out of each other it's different for every person Preston, before you take this, and I know where you're going to take it, and I, I, I want us to get there too, but that, that is a good point because I mentioned the wartime eras that we've had, and, and all three of us are too young to, to know this because it was before our time, but think of the Vietnam War. There was extreme protest around that time. You think of Woodstock. You think of... of uh, and I, I know you guys know Creedence Clearwater. Mm -hmm. Our current president used pieces pieces of their music that were speaking out against that type of upbringing. Uh, you think of Fortunate Son and and John John Fogerty being that lead singer of that time, talking about this and and 
and music and protest and, and music and movement is so real. And I think that is how it connects with us, right? It, it takes that music to connect masses of people together. But how, let, let's shift, Preston, um, to where, I, where we want to go with this. How have we consumed that music over time? Well, I mean, um, you know, this, this brings me into a question that uh, I wanted to ask you. What was the first, how how did you first listen to music? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I, well, let me tell you this. So your mom, so my sister, when I was young, your mom was in cheerleading and dance and all of that. And she would do something called the mixtape. She would take popular music of the time and like the cassette players had like dual cassettes. So you could play one and record on another one. She would take music from those and mixtape them to another tape to merge that music together and use it for like uh, dances or cheerleading that she would do. That's probably my earliest remembrance of music and music that was popular of the time. So I think cassette tape was the first kind of form of music, but that wasn't the most memorable. The most memorable for me was a, as I kind of got a little bit older. Do you guys remember Napster? Oh yeah. yeah. Napster and LimeWire. <laughs> oh, hey, hey Chris. So that brings me into my first like real rememberable time is Ryan used to come over to our house and uh and get on LimeWire and download uh music for me onto my uh little I forget even get what it was. Um this is like after like MP3 my first player? like Yeah, it like was it was like a very MP3 rudimental <laughs> it was it was probably the worst thing uh, you could probably listen to music on. <laughs> it was like an eight bit uh, thing and only had like <laughs> loud and quiet. <laughs> exactly. I think it was called like a Craig a Craig MP3 or something. <laughs> so, so Preston, we were joking before we jumped on um, about about internet speeds back then. When I and and maybe this was for you guys too. I don't know. Um, but but back then, when I was downloading music, we had dial-up internet, and I remember I had I think it was a gateway desktop, and it would take a three megabyte song. It, it would take it probably, I think at that time, it was like 30 minutes to download. So you would crank up the internet. You'd hear those, the, the dial-up tones, and, yeah. and then you'd get internet running, and then you'd access Napster, and you, you would get the song you wanted, and you would click download. You could go <laughs> spend 30 minutes, order a pizza, pick it up, and come back, and your song wasn't downloaded yet. Yeah, that you... was the most memorable time for me, man. I, I actually I remember it too. Like I, I was young enough, but I, like I'd always been technologically or, oriented. You know, like I was always around it, always around computers. And I remember th like like thinking, why does dial-up sound like Tarzan? Like I'd open up Google and try or whatever. It was like Yahoo or something at the time, and try to do something. And then in the back, like we had we had a phone, um, and if like someone was trying to call someone, it'd pick up and hear. And I thought, ah, oh, great! I can't do anything right now. Right. Um, I my my dad and I you off. Didn't it kick you off completely if somebody picked up the phone? I I don't know. Um, I I thought I thought it was like, oh, like you can't make a call right now, or uh, it might have been vice versa. Honestly, I was like four. I can't remember. 
Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, we had like a we had like a bedtime. We had like a bedtime routine. So we keep talking. We keep starting at the same time. It's a damn. Um, like a bedtime routine where my dad would uh would download music and we just let it go overnight while while no one was calling the house. So so that's the most memorable. But I do remember um taking it back just a little bit further, which this is this is too young for you guys because it came out I think actually close to when I was born. So I was really young for this, but um, the CD was kind of making its, it, it was kind of created a little bit, a couple of years before me, but it, it's when it was making it, it's big and, and the mobile CD player. So like the Sony Walkman or Discman yeah. or whatever they called it back then that I, I really remember those, like you would have it hanging on your hip, man. And you would, you would have the <laughs> headphones on and, you'd be walk it, like you'd take a step and it would skip the CD. So it was like, you'd listen to the song, you'd take a oh, step yeah. and it'd skip. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was probably my, one of my biggest memories too, before it was like downloading Napster well, and all that. I mean, I still had that too. Like before I could afford like, um, before I could afford an MP3 of any kind, that's what, that's what I use most of the time. You had to buy all your discs and yeah. I'd keep them all in my backpack. And <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> whenever like, you had free time oh, during the man. day at school or something, you'd pull it out, listen to some music. I, I, th I think like, you know, in my time of listening to music, there were always MP3 players or a form of an MP3 player. Um, but my, my parents, they were like, you know what, CDs are fine. You don't need no MP3 player. We've had CDs forever. <laughs> exactly. So that's I had like... Exactly it. I remember like I had a CD of Modest Mouse and the only song I liked off that whole damn thing was Float On. So I'd go, I'd listen to Float On and I'd change the CD. <laughs> it was like just so tedious. And then my dad, like he, he uh, introduced burning CDs to me, which is like oh right, God, right around. I would. That was my hustle. <laughs> yeah, that was like, that was like right around people. <laughs> when we were like, you know, using LimeWire and stuff. And so like, I'd be like, oh, dad, I got this new EA racing game and it's got sick music on it. Can we hop on LimeWire and download yeah. it? Like it was just, I don't know. So, such memorable times. So I, I looked up, it, it's amazing what kind of changes we've seen in a short amount of time. I looked up what kind of changes we've seen over time and i just want to lay out a time timeline real quick and then we'll get back to kind of how it fits within our lives and and where we're at today but thinking back from kind of just a consuming music tech technological way electronics like from 18 late 1800s it was the phonograph and then it was like all the way up until 1940s, almost 1950, we seen the vinyl records. And then we shifted to the eight tracks and then cassettes and then mobile cassettes and then compact disc and then recordable disc and MP3s and then platforms to get your music and then iPods and mm -hmm. Apple. Yeah. And music went to air. Oh my God. Yeah. I saw a, uh, there's a, there's a really cool graph on Reddit. I saw like a couple weeks ago, actually. It was showing like music, how music is consumed throughout the years. And, uh, my, uh, one year old is currently found the, uh, doorstopper and is, uh, shaking that. But, <laughs> 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 um, 
I saw this graph and it was showing how music was consumed throughout throughout the years and it it would it was like a it had a graph and it show how much like market share it would have and it was like it, it hit like 2000 something and it was like it was like CDs, MP3s and something else were kind of like all sharing it and mm-hmm. Spotify had a little bit and then just <laughs> like like music sharing platforms and it just consumed it with like in a year and now like vinyl and then <laughs> out of nowhere like vinyl popped up again like 20 something <laughs> what is what is that why why are we going back and and uh, trust me i've got a collection of vinyls that oh my are sitting in front of me <laughs> right now because i i like vinyl i like the sound of it but you why know did it i make such a big comeback you know, I think it's the process of just being more connected to your music. Because that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, if I'm going to listen to something on vinyl, I'm I'm picking it out. And I'm sitting down to, like, put it in, listen to it. And you become more part of the music, I feel like. I, I think uh, it's... So I've seen two main things. Now, honestly, like, you go into a house and and you ask people, like, oh, you play this song, whatever. Most people listen to music, despite the fact that they have a record player, most people Mm -hmm. still listen to music on a Bluetooth speaker or, like, a soundbar or whatever the case might be. So, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, it's cool, um, but it's kind of a luxury now. I I found that that there are mainly two kinds of people that buy vinyl, and it's the hi-fi people. People who are like, I've spent thousands of dollars on an amplifier and a, and a crystal needle and speakers that are probably just as good as the ones that were like a thousand dollars below it. Um, I'm going to listen to vinyl. Okay. Have fun. Um, and then there are the collectors, uh, because you know, like that's a huge thing to preserving music. Yeah. It's, it's just a thing to have. Like I, don't have my record player here at my in my house um it's at my parents house uh but i i have a like i ordered a um record of the new 1975 album when it came out um Mm -hmm. however i did that for a couple of reasons that being to show my support for the artist um and and it's also it's a keepsake you know like even if i don't play it a whole lot it's it's something to have and be like Man, that was a good record. I listened to it over and over and over again. And if I want to, I can break it out and listen on the record player. Because let me tell you, artists don't make money off streaming. So I feel like these people, I mean, they do. But in comparison to what artists used to make, it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Spotify is so terrible. And we continue to use it. I'm guilty. I continue to use it too. It's the ease of ease of using Spotify. I understand. I, I get it. But I feel like that's yeah. another thing is why artists push out these records and, and now they're starting to do tapes i don't know if you guys pay attention but like if you hop on merch websites for some bands they'll, they'll leave they, they've got tapes cassette tapes. i don't yeah, think i'm getting that. into cassette tapes again oh i'm not no. I've, I've, yeah, <laughs> i actually I don't think i've ever owned any cassettes really really yeah i've never never listened to anything on cassette before we're not talking about movies but have you owned vhs tapes Oh yeah! Oh yeah! For oh sure. yeah! I still, I still, I still have, have my, I still have my CRTV that has a cassette, or, or yeah. a, not a cassette, a VHS thing in it. We, uh, me and Cheyenne watched uh, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas on it uh, nice. on Halloween. <laughs> I remember it being such a big deal that we bought Star Wars on DVD because we just had it on like cassette for the longest time. <laughs> 
No, but I still right. really like the. Yeah. Anyway, back to back to music. Back to music. Mu- <laughs> movies. The next episode or, or oh, a future yes, episode. Please. We'll get to movies. So yeah, I've seen that Connor with cassettes. I've seen him making a little bit of a comeback. I don't know if it's because of the success that they've seen with the L or the vinyls and the LPs that they're kind of moving in that direction too. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I do cassette. So much it's trouble. kind of a hassle. It's not a. It's yeah. an, it's kind of an inferior way to listen. Like I mean, like vinyl is not like it still has a really good sound. You know. Oh yeah. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they're c- coming. You know. Um. Sorry, I might sound pretentious, but coming from the engineer <laughs> side of me, um, vinyl and tape do have completely different sounds. Me personally, I prefer the tape noise over vinyl. Um, and now, now it just depends what kind of system you have and stuff. Uh, but, but vinyl tends to be a thinner sounding record. Um, there's not as much, uh, bass depth. There is bass character, but there's not as much bass depth. There's a lot of low end that's kind of rolled off and that's fine. Um, you still get some pretty, pretty crisp highs and stuff. I feel like you'd only come to get like, know that difference unless you're like listening to something that was made not made for vinyl you know what i mean well and and again it depends on what you know system you listen to most people who have a record player use the internal speakers or get like a cheap set of computer speakers um and that's the thing like hi-fi people they spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on speakers and an amplifier and they get that bass depth and it's fine and it's totally okay um but you you got to have the stuff to do it tape however consistently sounds warm and it's, I don't know, like, I love tape because it's just like, it's like tape to me, this is the best way I can put it into people who aren't audio engineers. It feels like getting a nice cup of like hot tea and like getting a blanket and sitting by the fire. <laughs> it's just like cozy. It's nice. warm. Um, and in yeah. fact, so many people, there's a stage in the production of music called mastering. Now, um, I have studied audio engineering for four years and I still don't quite know how to explain mastering, but there is, there's this tool that most mastering softwares and and mastering devices and pieces of gear use. Um, and it's tape saturation or like vinyl saturation or analog saturation. Um, and basically what it does is it simulates the noise of recording something on tape. Um, or pressing it onto vinyl. It's more often recording it on a tape because we were using tape consistently even when vinyl was a thing. Um, so we would record on tape, cut the tape, take the tape, press it to vinyl. Um, so ta- like the noise of tape is always there. Uh, and it's really interesting even till this day, despite the fact that we are listening on Spotify, Tidal, iTunes, YouTube there is still characteristics of these analog types of playback and recording in those songs. We will never notice it because most of us just don't listen for it, but it is there. It's, I don't know. It's kind of a cool thing to think about. Let, let me ask you this. Where do you, where do you think music's going or how we consume music is going into the future? Um, You know, I, it's, it's hard to, to, you know, Preston, you go ahead because I feel like mine's gonna go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll go after you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> so you know, I, 
I think it's like just an issue with not being able to like know what is going to come. Because if you ask someone that like forty years ago, fifty years ago, they wouldn't have been able to like predict streaming music. But I don't see streaming going anywhere anytime soon. I I I think the convenience is just too easy for the average person to switch to anything else or go back to anything else as a majority. So I I don't see music changing in any big ways anytime soon unless like there's I don't know, unless there's like a lawsuit or like something changes with artists that don't want to put their stuff on Spotify or don't want to do this kind of thing where they would they want more of the cut. They want to bring back their the physical part of music to sell to people that like that's the only thing i could see changing the music scene up but um i think this is good for connor to explain his side of what so, he thinks might be going i will i will go from where you were going um so what's the guy's name who sings friends in low places i don't know garth brooks, garth garth brooks. brooks. <laughs> he does not put his sh- stuff online um yeah, he and, does. And, He's and uh, has a partnership with Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but it just—it sure. probably just happened, right? Yeah, it happened this past year. Yeah, this past year. Old How Garth long Brooks. have other artists been on streaming platforms? Garth Brooks needed to get his head out of his barn and freaking <laughs> like put his stuff on. As as much as I, I would love to see stuff go back to physical platforms because it really does support artists so much he was losing so much money so much money so much opportunity i do you know how many people have requested friends in low places at a wedding and i can't play it because it's not on spotify <laughs> like i either have to go to to youtube and play some crappy version i ended up downloading one of my desktop that i had permanently but like it just wasn't there it, like other people were covering his music and it sounded terrible he yeah. was losing so much money, and in fact, um, he came out this last year. He came out with this like um, Garth Brooks like super box set or something. I don't know. I've got crazy. it. I bought it. My, the, so my wife loves Garth Brooks. I bought oh his no. super box set with that, the vinyls that were pressed for the first time. Yeah, I've got it. The the one with the uh, the astronaut on the front of it. Yeah, and it's got the CDs, got got the vinyls, and it's got his live performance on on vinyl. I've so got it. Connor I, th- right I think I think you're it. the only one who bought it. Oh, uh, probably so. There was stacks of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and that's a, like when I found out that we were sending over sixty boxes of those back to the manufacturer, I was blown away. Those things were kind of expensive to start. And I think the lowest I saw them go were like ten bucks, and I was like, "Holy cow! For that many like records, that's insane." Yeah. Um, music in in terms of where it's going and where it is right now, I think it's going to be another twenty years before something else pops up that's going to become some type of a medium. Um, if, if you look at the grand scheme of everything that we have—literature, movies, everything, technology—music m- is so small. We have barely scratch the surface and it takes us such a long time to make any kind of discoveries or anything i mean there's not a whole lot you could do with audio i'm gonna be honest it is not a very intuitive place 
Um, we have been trying for so long to come up with something new, something that could maybe replicate human hearing and we're getting there, but the technology isn't quite there. And there are still some things that isn't quite right. Um, binaural microphones, which is our microphones placed inside of a foam head that actually are supposed to recreate human hearing. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And it just really depends on the environment. I, I don't know. It's weird. It took us years and years and years and years to, get to like USB microphones. But guess what? The audio is still delivered by an electrical signal the same way that an XLR cable used to work. So there's not a whole lot of new technology. And to be quite honest, there's not a whole, not going to be a whole lot of new technology anytime soon. Um, yeah. Like qualities of speakers and stuff could get better. The only new format that I've seen in music is Atmos, which is Dolby Atmos is, is like a virtual surround sound that utilizes your walls to basically create an entire Bounce sound music space. around so you don't have to have like, yeah it's music and surround speakers everywhere yeah it's it's literally music and surround so so connor this is a good rabbit hole I, i'm glad you brought us down it because i i've got to ask we talked about last time with social media our our attention span as a as a human as a consumer it has shortened and where i'm going with this I read something, and I can't recall exactly where it is, but I'm sure it's all over the place. The The song has reduced in the amount of time that it is completed in. And I forget how long a, a average song runs right now. But thinking also about that, it said this song has to have its most impact in the first 30 seconds because of Spotify, because of Amazon, because of whatever platform that is digitally and and us just clicking to the next one for that artist to be able to make anything from that song by the consumer consuming that song and not just skipping by it. So I don't know if you guys know this, but it sounds like the the profits that are made are beyond that first 30 or so seconds of that listener listening to that song and if they stay with it or if they skip to the next one do you guys mm -hmm. know anything about that uh yeah it's past a certain percentage of the song then they'll see revenue from it um and i think if it's like not a full play but it's past a certain amount they'll only make x amount per song so let's say like one song, one stream is a dollar and they only make it through like 75% of the song. It's probably like 50 cents, 75 cents or something like that. Um, okay. So is that changing the way some artists, not all, because I listened to an artist um, a week ago about this topic saying, look, that's driving a lot of, and maybe this guy's not going to be a successful artist or, or singer or, or what have you. But is that driving the decisions that some artists are making on how they put their music across as opposed to how they would normally on different platform circumstances and how we consume it? Are we getting the original feel of, of music from the artists that we did that we can recall from like we talked at the very beginning of this at 10 years old or five years old or 17 years old that that grips us and we can remember back to those lyrics are we getting that same quality with the platforms that we have today 
Um, yeah, I, I think so. And, and my reasoning behind it is um, that that theory of, of where it has to be interesting and gripping in the first X amount of time, I, I think, is true for a lot of other things. Um, radio is an, is a really big one. Um, like they have radio edits of songs, which are way shorter and get to the point way quicker. Radio has its own guidelines though. Um, I'm not entirely sure why that is. I don't know if it has anything to do with like attention. Um, but it's also been that way since man, the seventies too. uh, look at, look at Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know if you guys watch the movie, but that mm-hmm. quote where he says, you know, no one's going to listen to so- to a song for seven bloody minutes. Well, mm-hmm. they did. Uh, in, in part of that is because they were queen, you know, it's, yeah. it's a very fan oriented thing. You, you listen to an artist to experience their music. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think some people do have issues with, with songs that are maybe a little too long and, and kind of don't get to the point quick enough. Um, but ultimately I think that that creates a pretty small percentage of, of listeners. I, I think you're getting the, the re if you go into an artist or go into a playlist and you click on a song, um, and you listen to it, I, I think you're getting the, the, the rawest form of it. Sure. Like a song goes through a lot of different writing phases and stuff and some things are shortened and, um, like electronic music, for example, there are there are original edits with, which are like ten minutes long, and there's a radio edit which is like four. That's yeah. more for a tool for like DJing and stuff. But but I think if you go in and you listen to a song, I I I think at least you're you're getting what they originally intended. Preston, I'm gonna ask you the same thing. But before you before I kick over to you, um, you mentioned Queen and going back to the record sales. I, I seen something too that Queen came out and had the most record sales because of Black Friday and Walmart running records for like fifteen bucks. Their sales were through the roof. So, I yeah I, I uh, yeah I, I found that quite interesting on the vinyl record record sales of Queen of a band that has has maybe not been on the charts for quite some time. It just skyrocketed. That's that's actually <laughs> hilarious. Wow, it is funny. They went platinum it, for Preston, a third time in a different about, era. What do you think about quality nowadays? You know, with the music I listen to, I not really notice that. Like with artists that I've stuck around with since I was younger, like I don't, I don't think that kind of process has changed the way they've written or made music. But I can kind of see your point into where like maybe new artists change the way that they write or deliver a song or anything like that. You know, it's, I, you know, it's kind of the way, the way of the way of getting people to listen to, you now. like a YouTube video. You want to, yeah. you want to get their attention quickly so that they'll stay. And I, is it necessarily a bad thing? I'm, I'm not sure. And, it, you know, I'd, I don't know. It's an interesting question, but yeah, I I think probably a lot of the time the new artists that want to get recognized want to grab your attention quicker. And I think a lot of uh, artists generally probably wouldn't like do it just for someone else, like someone to listen. They're going to make it the way they want to. That's just kind of how, I don't know, like music artists are that aren't really in it just for like a name or money or anything. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's usually why they're they've been 
in bars and and in small venues and and doing it at a cost to them as opposed to trying to make something and and they're just kind of uh relieving everything outside or that's yeah. kind of in them outside and, I, and they've they've not sought sought after the dollar so to speak as yeah. maybe some I think, have i think listening to an artist you'll be able to like know whether or not they're trying to grasp at something that they necessarily wouldn't have before and you can adjust your listening accordingly you know what i mean connor I how know. much time do we got left um, I, I would say we probably have about 10 minutes. All right. I've got just a couple more questions. I wanted to ask you guys something that I ask in interviews that I do with, with people. So um, sneak peek, if you ever have an interview with me, this is probably a question <laughs> that will get asked. I'm going to ask you guys this question. Um, Preston, what is your theme song? What is my theme song? Oh, man. Yeah. This is, spot. <laughs> this is hard. This is hard. so hard. I would say, uh, you know, if I were to say a theme song, I don't think it would necessarily describe me, like, lyric-wise, but more, like, like, submit me in, like, the time that I enjoyed music the most. And I would say, oh, man, I think what would best describe me are, like, my... Oh, man... It'd have to be from one or two albums, The Heist by Macklemore or uh, Because the Internet by Childish Gambino, because those are my two most listened to and most beloved albums ever created. Uh, my two top two would have probably be like Wings by Macklemore and uh, um, uh, Oakland or, yeah, probably Oakland by Childish Gambino. All right, hold that thought because I'm going to come back. Similar question, but a little bit different. Connor, what what would you think? What would be your theme song? So in, in all the time that Preston has delayed his decision, um, trying to think <laughs> about it. Uh, so mine, uh, my theme song is probably the entire Abbey Road medley. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are very familiar with that, but like, from carry that weight, um, all the way to the end, that that is like, it's such a journey, and and it, it's just like yeah. Theme song, not album, Connor. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. No. So <laughs> the the original the original Abbey Road record, the entire backside, the entire B side of the record was the entire was just one whole thing, ran together. It was one whole track. But unfortunately, in the digital versions of this record, they cut it up. Um, they segmented it out. So technically, it is one whole thing. They just segmented things um, to, I guess, be devised a little, a little easier um, on digital versions. But yeah, the 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 Abbey Road medley for sure. It's kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, it's got different parts. It's got different segments. But it's it's one whole run together thing. Yeah, totally feel you. Um... The other question, I'm going to answer this question, and then I'm going to ask you guys, is what song has had the most impact on you? And I want to answer this because I've got a lyric from the song that has, has had an impact on me. It's, it's really not so much the song, but really the artist, um, the group that has had the biggest impact on me. Oh, can I, and, can I guess? 
Uh, well, yeah, go ahead and guess, but I, I'm going to tell a quick story here. What do you think? Need to breathe? It, you're correct, Preston. Woo! You win a prize. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, I had a lyric from their song tattooed on my forearm uh, a year or so ago because it spoke to me pretty deeply. And, and the lyric is, prove the poets wrong. And I've, I've been asked, what does that mean by several people? If they can actually, if they take the time and I actually read it. And I, I'm always, I, I sit there and, and kind of think about what, wonder what they think that means. Because here's what it means to me. And I don't even know if, if, if this is the way they meant it, but this is, is kind of what I feel as when we talked for an hour about music we, we kind of put our own thoughts to what the artist is speaking to us because they don't speak directly of, hey, this is what this means. We interpret yeah. what the artists are lyrically saying to us and, and we kind of make it our own. And I take that lyric and the way I describe it to those that ask what does that mean is proven the poets wrong many times in life and this is for everybody. People will try to write you off, regardless of your background, regardless of your education, regardless of your walk of life. People will try to write you off. And, and the way I, I think of this lyric and the way it's kind of spoken to me and what I kind of come back to quite often is don't let those people write you off. They're trying to be poets of your life and kind of prove you wrong at times. Well, Turn, turn it on and prove them wrong. Work hard. Do everything you can. Be all that you know you've been called to be and prove the poets wrong. So I, I, it's something that yeah. spoke to me deeply, that deeply enough, I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to get that tattooed on my body and carry that, that with me the rest of my <laughs> life. Anyways, Preston, what, and, and I know you're likely going to because you mentioned this earlier and I, I love, I know we've had talks early on where I didn't really understand or didn't listen to Macklemore. And I would say, I apologize to you because I've really sat down and listened to, to him as an artist. And he puts his heart into that. And, and what's unique yeah. about him is he doesn't rely on producers or, or, or record labels to put his, material out he produce he puts it t together from his mind his heart he puts it on paper puts it to music and releases that for the world to consume and he's been successful at consuming that into or releasing that independently and there's been a lot that have consumed it i'm gonna yeah. ask you preston what song has had the most impact in your life so this is a really easy one for me, and back to yours, that was really beautiful, and uh, I'm glad you shared that. And this is honestly like the best way to end this uh, episode, but um, one that I've always thought of and one that changed my life, like not even, like, like it literally changed the way I thought and felt about things was Wings by Macklemore. I've always, when I was younger, I, I was not very popular in school. <laughs> and, well, what does that know, say about me then? 
Who's ever popular in school? That's overrated. You know, I always, like, you know, Austin was the same way, I feel like, with me. And I always contributed being cool or having, like, having new shoes, like, consuming or having, like, the nicest thing or having, like, this and that, that, you know, it it really consumes your mind. And you looking back now, it's crazy how these companies just brainwashes kids to thinking mm-hmm. like you need this to be cool or you need this to stand out and stuff. And I'm going to read this, this, this verse that really like the end of the end of wings that really spoke to me. So it goes, it started out with what I wear to school. The first day of these are what make me cool. And this pair, this would be my pair of shoes. So much more than just a pair of shoes. Nah, this is what I am. What I wore, this is the source of my youth. This dream that they sold to you. For a hundred dollars and some change. Consumption is in the veins. And now I see it's just another pair of shoes. And yeah, it's, he's talking about, like, sh- you know, shoes as themselves. But you can put that with a lot of consuming. And that's just, like, yeah. really impacted the way I thought of... How like you know I, I they, it changed how I am now. Like I don't buy a lot of things for myself. Not that yeah. it's wrong to buy things, but I just I'm a, a lot more cautious. Like I buy things that I truly like, or like I don't rely on brands mm-hmm. or whatever to make me feel like you know. Yeah. But yeah. That's mine. <laughs> awesome. Connor, what what about you? Oh, you guys are gonna hate me for this, but I've got I've got two um, because again, like like music is definitely segmented my lives, you know, different parts, and these songs have really changed things, and then I moved on to this next part um, of life because of this song, and then I discovered a new song that changed things, and it just kept pushing me forward. But there've only ever really, I think, been two that that really come to mind when you when you think when you ask me that um and the first one is uh a song called in bloom by neck deep um and it's a relatively new song it's within the last like four years four or five years um and and the uh course the chorus line is uh stop digging it up or we're never gonna see it all in bloom and i thought you know this is like as i'm trying as i'm like moving from um one part of my life into another so like from like high school to college and and all this other stuff um there, there's really no sense in ever having blood bad blood with someone you, you know mm-hmm. like you can't grow as a person with grudges you can't you can't grow as a person if, if you hold on to the past yeah and so that that like that really was like hey you know this is a new part of your life it's time to open up to some change it's time to to get out and do some different things uh, live life a different way um and, and in fact that 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 uh impacted me so much in the way that i live my life that i that it was like my first tattoo and right now my only tattoo um, but I've got another one planned because this song, this next song, kind of like opened my eyes in the sense that like, hey, things suck, you know, um, and we all we all got to keep trying to, to do it. We all got to keep trying to make it. Yeah. And it's uh, it's called Love It If We Made It by the 1975. Um, and basically it was just a song that he wrote over the course of a period of time where he just thought, man things the there are some things in life that are just so irrelevant but they're made to be such big deals that we need to focus on things that are going to better us as human beings 
Um, and, and he's like, you know, if we ever make it out of this, love it. If we made it, you know, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. We can make it out of this, uh, this hole sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, wanting to leave the bad behind and move on to the good. And I think both songs actually kind of tie in together, um, leaving back the bad and trying to move on to the good. So I got to ask what's the tattoo? Where's it going? Um, so the in bloom one is on my wrist. Uh, it is a flower. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. It's a flower. It says in bloom. Um, the loved if we made it one is another flower. Uh, it's a more intricate flower. Uh, it's in it. I think it's going to go like on the inside of my forearm, either on the other arm or above in bloom. I can't, I can't decide if I want to keep all the flowers on one side or not. Same side. Same side, same side. All right, I'll, I'll do. I'll do the same side. Why? Why don't you have a wings tattoo, Preston? I don't know. I I have a lot of tattoos I'd like to get. Uh, I just never got around to it. Why don't you just you like know, get you a tattoo gun? Like you're an artist. Why don't you just you could just I do put tattoos all over your body. I do I for one. free. For free. A tattoo yeah, I have gun? one. Yeah, I have a tattoo. You can tattoo yourself. What? Yeah, I've had one for I a need long to time. Come over. Why are you uh, like doing my tattoos for free? Well, I mean, I've never done one, so. Uh, well, I'll let you do comments. I, mean, I practice. Oh, I, I practice on stuff, but that <laughs> I have no idea if that is like uh, contributes to you being okay at tattooing a human person. Okay. Gotcha. So, gotcha. you know, the All whole right, permanent hey. permanality of it kind of scares me a bit to try let's, it. So, <laughs> let's bring this home. All right. Uh, this has been an awesome episode. I appreciate you guys letting me jump in and ask questions. Um, and I knew this would be a good one because, you know what? I think music has defined you guys, and I can see that. And that is something that is totally awesome. Uh, last question. What do you guys feel the music will be that will define us? And And we're close enough in age i'm talking about our generation and not even really just thinking about this year because this year has been crazy and both of uh, the things you guys have talked about with the music that you like and your tastes and what is really driven you are are very fitting for right now as yeah. people think back on us and our generation what do we think the music will be that has defined us during these times. Oh, this That's is a hard. hard one. Yeah. Because it's just, there's so many different types of music nowadays. Yeah. And everyone likes something different too. I think this is going to be a generation where it's like hard to say one artist or type of artist or type of music really defined a generation. You know what I mean? I, I think, I, like, you got to look I'm into a, the staples of music, though. Like, the people who really influence the genre the most. I think, I don't know. I, the first thing that comes to my mind is rap music. But, you know. Here's I, what, I, I struggled to answer this, too. And I knew you guys would, too. Because um, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big, deep question. And the only thing I can think of is the the freedom flexibility um the openness 
those are the things that I hope describe us, which would give us that variety that I think we're thinking of right now. There's so much because we were so open to all of it. Mm. And I hope that that's what defines us. Yeah. I'm going to toss in, uh, I'm going to toss in my, my hat for tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. I think that's the song that has defined my, the entire (laughs) generate. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I, I think, I think it depends, you know, we're, we're such a wide, we're, we're a huge range. Um, I, I am, I'm bringing in like, people born from the 80s to like the first year of the 2000s i think that is probably it it seems like a wide range but the 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 way we have been brought up isn't too far apart to be like crazy different like there are a lot of different technologies that were introduced yeah but like I feel like everyone that was born in those years have experienced crazy technology gaps, um, and crazy progressions. So I think you move from like, you know, like Michael Jackson, who was prominent all throughout until he died to Nirvana, um, to like Eminem and, and, and Lil Wayne and like all these really influential, like rap Kanye West and, and Jay Z and, um, you know, moving on to like Ed Sheeran and Adele and, and, uh, just a wide span of really influential artists. So you mentioned all those artists and I watched a, we talked about TikTok last time and Preston's 3 million views on the, on his dog. I caught a TikTok um, of the, they, I bet they were in their nineties, probably this, this elderly couple, a husband and a wife. It looked like it was a, just a couple second video it had music by Elvis Presley and it had both of them with huge smiles on their face they were standing face to face and I saw the music started to play and they pulled each other together and they started to dance and I thought you know what think of the generations of music that has impacted those people Mm. and it it brings a smile to their face, um, music and dance. It relieves all stresses, all of anxieties and all of the things that are our struggles that we face right now. It pushes all that away and we just sit and we enjoy it or we get up, we listen to it and we dance. And I hope that, is my life the rest of my life i have a lot more years till i'm 90 i hope that's your guys's life you're kind of old but Chris. you know <laughs> i, about, I about think 10 years left <laughs> I, I hope that um, music continues to define me until the day i die and i think it will and just seeing those that elderly couple in their 90s um you know what it just put a smile on my face to see a couple of elderly people enjoying themselves enjoying some Elvis Presley and enjoying the moment that they lived in at the time. You know what? That's what I want to be till the day I die. Yeah. I hope you guys beautiful. <laughs> what a, you, what know, a poetic, you always, poetic you always know how to wrap things up. So beautifully. I think you really do need to become the co-co-host. The uh, uh, this podcast permanently. Hey, anytime <laughs> I've asked you guys all you, know, you guys seem to be more busy than me, but you know, I'm all here. Give me a call. I'm I'm willing to <laughs> Well hey, you're I'm, in like that perfect like time where you can have 
you know, like I just had me and Cheyenne have a one year old. Connor's just now finishing up high or college. High school. <laughs> high school, man. High school. Whoa. Yeah, college. Oh. College but, sucks. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I Chris Chris deserves all the uh credit for this episode. He's the one that brought it up brought it up to us. But yeah, I was I was excited to talk about this. All I did was ask questions. You guys had all kinds of good stuff. Kept kept the conversation flowing. I'm always to, willing to ask questions. I learn. To to uh to to wrap this up tonight, I, I actually have a question. Um, and, and it'll be really quick. Um, don't don't take more than like ten seconds. My, my one year old is really mad. So <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Um, to to leave everyone off, uh, you know, we we had this big discussion about music. Um, to end the night, why don't why don't you all recommend one record that you're listening to right now um, that that really influences you? Go ahead, Preston. Uh, you go ahead, Chris. I'm all right, thinking. I know mine. <laughs> I mine's mine's my favorite artist. I have three crates full of records. I have Amazon Alexa in my uh, office. I can listen to anything. The band that I have followed for so long, um, since kind of the beginning of my journey in my adulthood life, has been Need to Breathe. And they have a new record out. Um, It's called Out of Body. They actually just released an acoustic version of Who Am I this week um, in celebration of how successful their record has been in these challenging times. And that's what I'm all over right now um they continue to speak to me um even the challenges i go through uh it seems like they're very fitting and that was the song that i was listening to on my way to work on friday that i started this podcast with um that really relieved a lot of stresses in my own life so that's mine right now beautiful present so you know i haven't actually listened to any like new stuff really at all it doesn't have to be weird just just anything that influenced you last you know so i think i've been listening to a lot of johnny cash again like here recently Mm -hmm. going back to listening to johnny cash but i think yeah (laughs) yeah you know i would just recommend listening to some uh Brockhampton. Okay, that's right. always a that's always a group that I always just enjoy throwing on and forgetting about the world. All right. So, all right. Awesome. What about you, Connor? Uh, my my uh, my record that I think has been the most influential throughout this last year as uh, an artist who made it onto my top five, and I never would have thought that 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 she made it onto my top five most listened artists on Spotify. Um, and I am not a country person. Anyone that knows me knows that I despise like new country. Um, but Casey Musgraves and her golden hour record is quite literally golden. Like it, 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 it is phenomenal. It is one of the best records I think I've ever heard. The quality is amazing. Um, her, her soul, her heart, her, everything is just in every little bit of the song. Um, if you, if you ever get a chance, please listen to the record it's it's absolutely incredible um top to bottom top to bottom and i, and I don't like country wood so that's that's a lot that's a lot for me loving gonna... some harry styles oh yeah his his new I, stuff's really good it's really good like i thought connor you were gonna say garth brooks but oh no 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 <laughs> casey okay. musgraves oh garth phenomenal brooks. holy cow 
Um, well, th- I think that brings us uh, full circle, leaving you guys a little bit of music here um, to listen to as we end this podcast. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep it rolling, why don't you uh, queue up some of those artists and, and check out some of their music? All right. Um, any, anything you guys want to say before we before we hop off here? Nope. Keep enjoying it. Yeah. Keep keep defining keep defining with music. And if you don't feel find it anymore, stuff. yeah. Keep if you listening. Don't, if you don't feel find anymore, stuff. find something new. So. Yeah, there's plenty out there. Enjoy it on, enjoy it on, uh, cassette, on vinyl, on MP3, on CD, whatever way, or even on the phonograph. You know, break out the phonograph. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. All right, perfect. Great way to listen. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in um, th- to this week's uh, this week's episode. Excuse me of uh, the whatever podcast. Um, there's a lot of stuff that has happened in between uh, our last episode and and now. Um, so to expect a expect an episode talking about some of the new stuff, um, aka the infamous um, game Cyberpunk 2077, and what makes it a good and bad game. Um, I. I really 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 even if it's a solo episode um, i want to talk about that sometime um just to keep up in the current topic of things um, oh, otherwise yeah. thank you chris for for coming on so much um we will i'm sure have you soon within the next couple of weeks at least um in a new wonderful year 2021 yes 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 um speaking of which if, if we slow down a little bit on the episodes here in the end of december um cut us a break it's the holiday season I, I would I would anticipate we're not going to miss anything just because of the way the holidays fall. But just in case, um, make sure you uh, follow us on Spotify or whatever whatever platform you're listening to us on, and uh, you know just make sure you got those alerts up uh, for every time we post a new episode. That way you can just slide on that notification, bring it up, and and start playing it right then and there. Because you can't rely on a schedule. Oh hell no! <laughs> it's like it's like Monday, Tuesday, or Friday. Just it depends how the week's going.